0: to the Professional Humans Podcast, a show about work and stuff, and professionalizing your behavior both on and off the job. When you listen to the Professional Humans Podcast, you're going to find that your hair looks better, your complexion improves, and you're suddenly wearing fresh, crisp clothes that look like little birds dressed you in the morning. You're not going to believe the difference in your daily life. One guy who only listened to the first 10 minutes of every episode and that's it? Even his performance at work improved.
1: Listen, people, in minutes a day, you could change your life. The next thing that's going to happen to your life is that you're going to find that all your friends aren't quite cutting it for you. They're going to seem sloppy, unorganized, and just kind of not great to be around. But don't worry. The solution is right in front of you. Just turn those chumps onto our podcast as well. Before too long, you will be proud to call them your friends again, and we'll have more subscribers in the process. Now let's quit screwing around and get to this episode.
0: Greetings pros, this is Danger cutting in again before the show to let you know that our dog will once again sound appear on the podcast. Also, because of your prolific sharing and the ratings and reviews on iTunes, we've been featured a little bit on the new and noteworthy list on iTunes. The higher we can get on that list, the more humans we'll be able to reach. So keep up the great work, sharing and liking. Thanks again for listening. And now, let's cut over to the interview.
1: Our guest tonight is Erica Hanna, local Twitterati celebrity extraordinaire, okay. uh, and actually very serious content and video producer who has won more than one Emmy for her work. Uh, Erica, when I think about you, the mental image I get is always of the... Um, you know, the kid in class who has all of these amazing experiences, but they keep to themselves and never speak up? The opposite of that kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, kind of the opposite, because having all So I have like, no,
2: no good experiences, yeah. <laughs> but I just talk about anything. <laughs> no, I mean, you,
1: you have all of these experiences, and you are the first one to speak up and um, either defend people against bullies or mm-hmm. speak out against major... Uh, social injustices or even average daily nuisances that add up and take a toll on people Um, and it uh, You share your experiences about all of that right there on the internet and I know for sure that makes some people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I think it also makes people pay attention And I also think that there are a lot of people who are grateful to you for being the first kid to speak up so we wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, this evening about your experience and how you decide what to put out there on the social medias. And I will also give a warning to our brave producer. The last time you and I had a meeting of the minds, we sat there for about three hours. Yeah, so buckle in. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll need to change out the batteries. We, the we sat there for
1: about three hours and didn't really even realize that that had happened. No. Uh, but mm-hmm. if we do that tonight, it's going to be way past our bedtime.
2: This is true. Okay. <laughs> so... You're like, so shut up and keep it for America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it too. It was, it was super fun. And then she like, stop enabling me to talk so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I feel like we should start off by talking a little bit about kind of the difference between um, social media etiquette and personal brand on social media. There's kind of a, a fine line there. Maybe not. I don't know. How do you see those? The difference between those two things. I think
2: it really just varies person to person, mm-hmm. because there are definitely things that I talk about that I would probably tell other people not to talk about. Actually, really, you know, hmm. yeah, because uh, like clients, um, not so much clients, but there are people that will reach out to me. For example, if I talk about sexual assault or something like something very heavy, yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll say oh, that was really brave. And you know, maybe I should do that. Because I'll talk openly about how it helps me to talk about those things, you Mm -hmm. know. And I definitely usually say, well, hold on back up a little bit, because that was like years of therapy first. And then Mm -hmm. now I feel okay. And now I can talk about it in a way that if someone comes back at me about something, it's not going to tear apart my world. Sure. And when people are in those vulnerable positions and they're like, I'm still in this healing phase, I'm like, okay, then that might not be... Be gentle. The, be gentle, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it's okay to put stuff out on social media, but there might be bad stuff that ricochets back. Mm-hmm. It's not always good validation and reinforcement.
1: <laughs> it's not. Sure. You certainly get your share of people uh, mm-hmm. responding. It seems like it's less kind of on your like Facebook mm-hmm. Threads and more like I know there were some comments on the Star Tribune article about your <laughs> I hair. <love> my hair. <laughs> like I'm so glad people have the time to get fired up about
2: hair color. <laughs> they were really fired up. The one the one guy was like, That chick, she'd never get hired at my place of work because she's fat and she has horrible hair. And I was what? like, Yep, okay. <laughs> I must be worthless. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's so yeah. um <laughs> But trolls are trolls, you know? Mm-hmm. They yeah, are.
1: they
2: are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if I even asked your, your question, actually.
1: No, I think it. I think that's good advice to give people to, uh, you know, not just say, yeah, put it out there. Put yourself out like there. Like,
2: everyone should live out loud. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't mm-hmm. know if Because some people are. Yeah, or, yeah. Some people are just not, aren't built that way, you know? And I think part of it, I don't know, part of it, I grew up. As an only kid, and I didn't have brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and so I would just, I would lean on my friends as brothers and sisters, and so mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I still do that, but in an out loud way, like right. on the internet. You're all my brothers and sisters. <laughs> right. it's like, you know, I have I'm, adopted I'm lonely. Your... <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> so,
1: but. Uh, you just you won an award recently about. Uh, what is it, number one social media personality? Was it specific oh, to Twitter? Yeah, or it was a was...
2: Twitter, top Twitter personality. What What was it? Top Twitter personality. Top Twitter in personality, minutes. okay. Yeah.
1: Does that do anything? I don't think so. I mean, did no. it do anything for... It's <laughs> another you...
2: award on the show. A... Yeah, I'll it's set that
1: next thing. to my Emmy. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you, I mean, did it bring more traffic, or did it do anything for your company?
2: I think that it must have somehow put me on an influencer <laughs> list for ad agencies to reach out to. <laughs> like, that's the only really big difference. Um, I guess maybe it adds some legitimacy to when I do public speaking. Oh, sure. I'm, that probably, because that's usually something, if people pull my bio rather than me giving them a bio, they'll pull that. Mm-hmm. And so somebody thinks it's important, I guess, even though it's like a, popularity kind of I don't know it was like who spams their friends the most and gets votes like that's what I think that's what it was I don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I found a a few tips that you might find amusing uh, when I was looking stuff up and it's tips about how to be your best on social media this would be great Mm -hmm. there's five tips the first is that you should only post appropriate images but it didn't really go into what that I wonder means.
2: what that is. <laughs>
1: um, the second one is that you should not be opinionated.
2: Oh, yes. No opinions are the devil, right? Right. Especially if you work for a corporate
1: <laughs> <job>. um, <laughs> like, <laughs> The third one is that you should not impl- uh, complain about your current or your past employers. Mm. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm the first one probably to rant about stuff, but... I, I do think that sometimes that's in bad taste,
1: you know. I don't know. Well you've had some like, experiences that you've shared that were mm-hmm.
2: I usually share them in like an obtuse way though. where mm-hmm. it's not like Yeah, yeah. So it's it's more about and it's not necessarily usually about the company, it's usually about the individual that I had the experience mm-hmm. with, you mm-hmm. know, like, hey, I had a supervisor that used to talk down to me X way, you know, and
1: Right. And it was kind of the part of the story of you starting your own business, too. Like, it, mm. here's the catalyst for me mm-hmm. being out there on my own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the fourth tip is to not be offensive.
2: <laughs> Which probably, Isn't everyone offensive to someone <laughs> I think somehow? And I, I'm offensive yeah. to a lot of people. I like...
1: Everyone is offensive in some way mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Even, Absolutely. Uh, even if it's, like, a moment on a mm-hmm. bad day or something. Like,
0: well, um, yeah. Uh, I've done something where I just disagreed with someone. And I was like, here's how I specifically disagree with you. Mm -hmm. And then I was offensive and a (laughs) men's rights advocate. I
1: was like, what? How did that happen? Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, I guess
1: you should should leave this conversation. I (laughs) I guess the other way to look at that is people could try to not be offended. Mm. Instead Mm. of... Making everyone try yeah. to not be offensive. but Right. That's, yeah. uh, and then the fifth one and last one is yeah. don't spend too much time on social no. media. Yeah. The best way to be <laughs> the best at it is to not do it. It's
2: to not even be there. The best way to be good at social media is to, you know, put up a profile and walk away. The same way yeah. that you would like, you know, walk into a party and just give people business cards without saying a word. and, then and just, just walk leave. away. <laughs> like, my work here is done. Yes. You know, like I did it, I put up a profile, done, done, done. You know, wash my hands.
1: Um, I don't know if you ever watch the Tripp and Tyler videos on YouTube. I, <laughs> I have. The, yeah. My favorite one is the conference call in real life. Um, I don't know if they've seen that. It's one. the best. Uh, I'll post it in the links. but um, But today I found one that they did, and it was Twitter in real life. Oh no. <laughs> I think
2: I have seen that I one. Know, it's,
1: it's really really and they get in a fight. They're they're just having coffee and they get in a fight as <laughs> though they were tweeting to each other. It's amazing. Yes. Yep. That's, That's great. great. So, those are the tips that I found about how to not mm-hmm. how to be your best on social media but at what? Yeah. What are your tips? Like what do you think about when you try to coach cuz you're a content producer when you mm-hmm. try to coach clients or businesses or uh, regular humans to to do it right? What do you say?
2: I get a lot of companies that come to me for social media workshops. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, But somehow they think social media is going to fix their business. uh Uh-huh. And I always just say, you know, social media is a megaphone for whatever you already are. And so if you're a douchebag, then social media is probably not the place for you. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Because it'll just amplify your douchiness to the entire world. Right.
0: Uh, I mean... And if you don't have a brand already created if you don't have something that's Mm servable like here are here's what we can do for you Mm -hmm. like there's just it's not a band-aid for Mm -hmm. that
2: (laughs) no no for some people for some brands it literally will just serve as like the replacement for the phone book you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's the only purpose it serves is to you know you can contact us here and that's it yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's the the advice, and it's so cliche. is just be authentic, be who you are.
1: Do you have clients who are afraid that you'll, you know, if they if they've seen things that you talk about on mm-hmm. Facebook or Twitter, that are afraid uh, that you'll try to push them in a direction of being too <clears throat> open and honest. Sorry. Oh no. Bless so you, can, Dobby. Did, did you? Thanks get, for did joining. I give it to you? <laughs>
2: um. I'm trying to think, I I don't, I've never really gotten anyone that has said that directly, but I think probably be, that's because um, the name Puke Rainbows kind of vets them out before they even get <laughs> so to that select. point. Yeah, it's like, if they're even remotely scared of something, like, once they see, <laughs> once they see my business name, Not they're me. like, we're no longer, yeah, interested. <clears throat> Which is fine, because I only get, like, really cool clients then. Nice. You know.
1: We went to Ignite. And we were tweeting, I was tweeting with our new Twitter profile, Professional Humans, mm-hmm. pro ProHumans. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting for me because I have, I don't have a ton of followers, but I, I have a community for sure yeah. that know who I am and recognize my handle. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting there tweeting and talking to people that I know, but from an, a handle that they, they didn't, didn't they know. didn't know. Or they had seen it and were like, uh, mm. kind of know, but it didn't immediately register. And so I felt like... Do you remember in The Little Mermaid when Ariel gives her voice to the sea witch to mm. to win the prince? Yeah. And then she uh, feels really helpless because she's like, it's me, it's me! Yeah. yeah, But she can't say anything. I totally felt like Ariel that night. <laughs> um, but it got me thinking about it because you develop this intuition about how people are going to respond and you know your community and you know even across platforms like if I post this to Instagram
2: how people will react differently
1: how people will react and who will respond and Mm -hmm. you know I want to post it here because you know this audience is here or these are the times I choose to copy it to Facebook Mm -hmm. or whatever or you start to think about things like I do this taking pictures of signs yeah um and i think it's hilarious i I do too (laughs) most of the people that think it's really funny they aren't on instagram so i'll copy it over to facebook Mm -hmm. so that mostly so that i can amuse uh people that are on facebook so you you think about the different um,
2: like who's gonna dig it
1: yeah and your different channels can you talk a little bit about that and your experience there because you have you're you're putting out a lot more content than I am, and your you know it's more intertwined with your business sure. um, than mine is. Mine used to be, but it's been a, a pretty long time. So, just kind of the difference between platforms, you mean? Yeah, or, and how you think about um, curating what you're saying, where, well, how you're thinking on, about putting things out on different channels.
2: Man, I wish that I had some miraculous strategy. <laughs> But sometimes I just throw stuff at the wall, like depending really? on yeah, yeah, just at different time. And I mean, I know that Twitter is much snarkier than Facebook. It seems like mm-hmm. usually they like comedy, they like it's less snark. Personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had to become way more aware, like the last two months. Of I used to post everything publicly, you yeah. know, just with the public, and Instead I don't of do TV that anymore. Yeah. Why? What happened? Um... There are certain political arguments that I'm more than happy to debate with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it becomes people that don't know you, it can get really ugly really fast. And and I just, I think that my friends that are on the different side of the fence of an issue are still somewhat rational and can at least be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, we're having an adult conversation, and these are my sourced facts, <laughs> and, these are, and then it, but it's the friends of the friends that come, mm-hmm. and you're like, who is this person? Yeah. You know,
1: I have like oh two or God. three of those where I'm like, oh, this person again. <laughs> like, <laughs> How can I? What you know? And so mm-hmm. they'll always weigh in on like, you shouldn't have an electric car because I have all these reasons that you haven't considered yet. And I'm like, really?
0: I accidentally did that to someone's facebook um taylor at work had posted something about a a recent event siding with the black lives matter Mm -hmm. movement and someone had posted just something glaringly ignorant and i was like well actually so it's this um and that's fun it (laughs) instantly blew up and i was like "Uh, (laughs) So I, and I usually like will beforehand ask someone if it's cool, but it was super early in the morning and I was just like, Oh, just make sure it's okay in the morning.
1: He will put his head right down your shirt if you let him. Like, he's the biggest pervert. So. I love that
2: it makes it sound like you're talking about Josh right now. No, <laughs> you're dog. Because <laughs> you're like, you usually ask people if it's okay.
1: <laughs> it's like, he'll put his head uh, down his, your shirt. If this, if this part doesn't get edited out, it's because Dobby was, like, putting his nose under Erica's hair. Right. I think of you as kind of a crusader. Do you feel like that? And when you talk about things, is it for you or for us? Or both?
2: It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of, there's this rage that needs to get out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I want to vent. And then there's an awareness of, you know what? I didn't even think about it this way up until a year ago, two years ago, whatever. And so maybe it's necessary to Mm -hmm. talk about it. Like the thing I wrote yesterday about privilege actually came out of conversation that I had with a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's African-American uh, probably three years ago and because she had said like hey you need to check your privilege today and I was <laughs> I got really offended and I was like sure. you know oh my gosh are you kidding and I was just kind of devastated because I'm like well I really I don't think I'm racist and I think I'm empathetic and I don't oh you know and she's like no 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 no. like privilege isn't necessarily a bad thing it just is a thing it's a fact. Yeah, Yeah. you know and she explained a lot of stuff and and now seeing that kind of echoed in a lot of the Black Lives Matter
1: posts that are happening if Mm someone
2: uses the word privilege it's like oh it sets off this firestorm sometimes
0: because people don't know how to deal with it no huh they think of it as, like, a swear word. Yeah, like an sometimes. insult.
2: It yeah. it. yeah, a lot of people think that privilege means, like, oh, you've never had anything rough happen to you in your life. And it's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean that, like, you were rich and you were yeah. born in a mansion.
1: And you don't have certain obstacles. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I worked for a while at the Parkway Pizza here in Northeast. Oh, yeah. And we would have massive conversations like this. I was like, I don't know, I... I don't really feel like I've had a lot of privilege. And mm-hmm. Laquan, who was working there at the time, said, well, you also don't have the disenfranchisement of walking into a place and instantly being judged by the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. like <laughs> And having to go over that in order to get a job, uh-huh. in order to you know, not be in trouble with the police over nothing. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I never had thought about it that way, and it was instantly eye-opening.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, it just takes someone, well, and and it's like, you know, it shouldn't be their job to have to explain it, you know, but it, um, but we can also take it upon ourselves to explain to other people a privilege, like, what that means, you know? Well, I think people,
1: if they're called privileged, take it as though someone said they're entitled. Oh, sure, very different. It's super different, but mm-hmm. I think they get mistaken.
2: Mm-hmm. Very different.
1: I would hate for somebody to call me entitled, Yeah. but I get that I am privileged. I have mm-hmm. also some aspects that are not privileged, like mm-hmm. being a woman or, yeah. you know, whatever.
2: I really realized a level of privilege uh, when I was speaking at uh, the Humphrey Institute uh-huh. to their international mm-hmm. Humphrey scholars about social media. Mm-hmm. And I was told um, talk about pop culture in America because they the international students love talking about pop culture. It's very <laughs> fascinating to them. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I related like the entire presentation about social media to like Oprah, Beyonce, and like all this like, you know, like <laughs> pop culture stuff. And then I was just humbled and floored when the first question that was asked was from a woman, and she was like. Yeah, how would I use social media to overthrow my government when it's illegal for me to be on social media in my country? And I was like, and I'm a dick. You know, like, I just instantly was like, (laughs) oh, man. (laughs) You know, like... and What did um, you say? I just... Paused and wanted to curl up in a ball. I don't know. I I yeah. felt absolutely horrible. And and was she, she saying
1: the question like in earnest. Or yes, was she it was
2: very much in earnest. She's like, there's you know she was talking about you know what she was going up against. And she's like, we happen been able to use social media kind of on the down low when we can get mm-hmm. around certain walls to coordinate you know meetings of how to create an uprising for freedom. And mm-hmm. but and I'm like. Ugh. I feel like I'm leading you like into your death. Like I don't know what to say. You know. I mean, I've mm-hmm. never yeah. even. Like, Did you less. sign this waiver? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I think that was um, really eye opening and just kind of making a concentrated effort then to be a little bit more aware, mm. even if it's a little bit of what's going on mm-hmm. in, in the world <laughs> outside of our pop culture. <laughs> you yeah. know.
1: Well, that's interesting. So, so that's a a moment in a presentation, really. Immediate feedback yeah. in something that you've chosen to say, mm-hmm. and I think that social media gives us that, which is mm-hmm. kind of shaping how we think about what we say or don't mm-hmm. think about it. But what kinds of things do you put out there? Like, do you have any moments where you're like, "Oh man, I just wish I hadn't started open this can of worms"? Or like, yeah,
2: um. So actually, and it's, it's the first time I've really talked about it. I actually, write a lot of stuff under a pen name first. To people that don't know me and then gauge the reaction. And so then I can kind of tailor it a little bit and take out things Mm -hmm. and tweak it first before I put it out to people. So you have, like, staging? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like... um... Social media staging? Yeah, so... And and it's not... I I don't think that it squelches the authenticity of it or anything. I think it's just, like, I need to know where those sensitivities are before Mm. I... Put something out there that's really heavy
1: have you encountered any professional setbacks or obstacles because of social media
2: yeah
1: and does it does it balance out with the <laughs> with the oh the the uh, um what is the word uh the positive. positive
2: benefits have been way greater okay uh, like any job that i've gotten i think has been because of social media not not because of social media the tool but because of the friendships, you know, Mm -hmm. created through social and the networks and just people. It's interesting. So two years ago, I did this project called 50 Coffees Mm -hmm. uh, where I did coffee with 50 people in Mm -hmm. a year. And um, a lot of those people were people from Twitter that I didn't know very well. And then I would say, who do you think I should have coffee with? And it kind of just had this really great snowball effect. But um, the nice part about that is that seventy five percent of the people that I didn't know very well were like, so when are you gonna do your own thing? When are you gonna do your own thing? <laughs> when are you gonna have your own business? When are you gonna and like nobody really you know I worked at W C C O. Nobody at W C C O had ever really said that, and and that's totally fine. And that's just because that's not the career path that most people in media take. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Definitely usually um, you know you go to a bigger market or you you know yeah. you're still involved in corporate structure and. I was just kind of like when the first person said, I was like, oh, "You're crazy! Oh gosh, I could never do that. I don't know how to do the, any of that." And sure. It, and then by the end of the year, it was really like becoming this real thing, and so I do feel like I, t- I credit Twitter and social media with that because they created those it created those connections to get to those people.
1: Yeah, it, that's what I found when when I first joined Twitter. I was running my own business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my whether I could pay my rent or not. Pretty much depended on yeah. my presence social
2: in social, and
1: not just in social, but in like physically in places. And yeah. the social media stuff enhanced. Mm-hmm. I didn't use Facebook for my business, I pretty much used Twitter, but I also had friends, and I think that's was the first time I, I
2: really. Yeah, I mean, we, on Twitter. Yeah. But then it was, like, I remember then seeing, like, your photography, like, through a bunch of other people, and then, like, yeah. oh, and then making that connection. Yeah,
1: it's, like, oh, omni-channel. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you would get to know people, and then you, but, but then you also have to make the effort to mm-hmm. go to events, and yeah. uh, and um, when you see somebody in the elevator, to say, oh, my gosh, we know each other from Twitter, and, yeah. like, have have a uh, an actual conversation, mm-hmm. and that would... Invariably lead them to go. Oh, I'm familiar with you. Like we talk when we're not yeah. physically around each other. Yeah. We have conversations, and I there's um, I guess trust that would build, mm-hmm. and then it would lead to work. And and I so I would have these conversations, and then go to an event. And every single time I went to an event, I would get some kind of job. Yeah,
2: and it uh, and it was inevitably kind of coming off of a connection that you could enhance yeah
0: i'm terrible about the social media real life connecting thing
1: well now that i get a paycheck deposited automatically into my bank account every two weeks (laughs) if i see somebody in the elevator i'm like (laughs) so social media has
2: caused very (laughs) awkward moments for me in elevators though really (laughs) oh yeah like what well because you know a lot of the stuff that (laughs) sometimes i share it and a lot of the really personal stuff, like the survival stuff, um, you know, the sexual assault stuff. I always kind of think, oh, I'm writing this for other survivors. Like this is who I'm, my target audience is. And then I for, I forget, I do everyone that everyone reads it. it. Mm-hmm. Well, not every. Everyone reads it. That's oh, not what I reads mean. Everyone yeah, that's not what home. I mean. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean like that it's accessible for anyone, and and it's like I actually had a moment once, like when I was in the elevator with somebody, and they were like, "Hey," and it was like a supervisor, you know, like oh, "Hi," and I didn't know her because she was a supervisor in a different department, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I just wanted to check and see if you were okay," and I'm like, "I don't." What happened? What I... Like, I had no idea what she was talking about because, like, it was so out of context because I'm like, I don't write that for you. You know what I mean? And then I forget, oh, but you can read it. But
1: it's in the internet. And
2: it's the same thing happened when I started online dating because I was using my real name at first when I was online dating and then I would show up and it was super awkward when uh, you're on a first date with a guy and he's like hey, I just want to let you know that, like, I also know someone else who was sexually assaulted once, so if you want to talk about that, and I'd be like, oh, hey, hi, I don't even know, like, your last name, but, uh, (laughs) you know, like, this is weird. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so, so I don't use my real name anymore when I'm doing online dating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can, so there's an opportunity, I think, in social media, if you're, paying attention. Sure. To build intuition about the people that you're connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am re- reluctant to say friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because it becomes on... such a like, kind of meaningless word. But mm-hmm. people that you're connected to on the various channels, you, you can, can build this intuition about them because they yeah. respond to things that you say. And then how do you apply that intuition face to face? Because you could go up to somebody and I have done some experimentation with, like, where's the line of creepy, not creepy? Like, oh, hey, I know what you were doing this weekend. Um, (laughs) But you can ask people, you can, you know, you no longer have to go, hey, happy Monday, how was your weekend? Because you know what everybody did. Yeah, that's true. So you can be like, oh, man, cool project you did this weekend, Mm -hmm. and not be creepy. But have you had any um, interesting experiences with that, about, like, checking that intuition or... There's, so, when
2: you share really personal stuff like that, for some reason, I think everyone feels like it's okay to bring it up at any
1: time. Oh, oh right.
2: So, like, we're in the middle of a party, and someone's like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about the thing. And I'm like, oh, oh hey, whoa. Well, I don't want know. to talk about the thing. I wrote it, and it's out there, and it's gone now. And I, like, I'm done with it, actually, you know? Yeah. Or... Um, people will just randomly come up and hug you, and you're like, I didn't consent for you to touch me at all. You know, like, I mean, like, this is really weird, yeah. and I don't know who you are, and like, I like hugs, but what is this for, and what is happening? And then it's like, if they whisper in your ear, they're like, I just think we should be friends. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like, what happened? Like, oh my. you know. <laughs>
0: Do, you, Backing away. do yeah. you ever encounter the kind of sharing deficit, too, where, like, you've shared so oh, much? yeah. So people will just walk up to you and yeah. feel like they need to share something it, yeah. and, and I, fully intimate about themselves. I yeah. shut
2: down a blog about five years ago because of that same reason. Oh. Um, and I think that was because I was talking about the assault stuff at that point, and I wasn't ready for it, and I shouldn't oh. have talked about it. And, um... I put up a post, and suddenly it was like this influx of stories that really acted as like a trigger. Actually, like almost like a oh. PTSD trigger, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, oh!" And suddenly I was like, "I need to immerse in therapy again." You know what <laughs> I mean? <And laughs> like, retreating. oh my god, you know, please don't talk to me ever. You know, and and then I think just growing and and reaching that point where you're like, you know what, I can I can find. I can have empathy without being immersed mm-hmm. in a problem now. I've gotten a lot more comfortable saying, you know, of course I'll listen, but I'm not a therapist, and this is the number for a hotline mm-hmm. that you should call because it helped me. Yeah, that's about all I can usually offer.
1: I've seen you share some experiences that you've had with people face-to-face where you felt very vulnerable and unable to stop it from happening. Mm. And I've had um uh, I can totally relate to that cuz I have there's a, I actually wrote, wrote a story called why are you touching my groceries. Mm. And it's it's not anything like what you had have talked about but it's this woman just came and started touching and talking to me about all of my groceries while mm. I was trying to check out at the at the store. Yeah. And I can I was just in this space where I'm like I'm here alone. I'm doing my own thing. I don't have my shields up or down. Like Mm -hmm. I just I just want to buy my groceries. Yeah. And somebody comes into that mental zone and starts messing with it. Yeah. And you're you're vulnerable and you don't feel like in a certain mood I would be Mm -hmm. like, Look woman. Yeah. Right. Germs. (laughs) Yeah. Gross. Ew. Get behind the line. (laughs) Right. You know, and like there's different personalities inside of me that would have reacted differently, but I just stood
0: there.
2: Yeah, and And you kind of freeze. And I did the same thing last night, actually, because I was at Walgreens. Yeah. And um, the cashier was like, I love your dress! And she's like screaming, and I was like, Great, you know, and I'm like, what do you said? Like, thank you. That was very nice. And then she's like, and she reaches over and she like grabs my arm and she puts her hand up. It's like a three quarter length sleeve dress, and she puts her hand up the sleeve what? and she's like, she's like, can I touch this? Is this polyester? What is this? And like, <laughs> I was in the middle of like my mouth was like wide open, ready to be like, no,
0: don't,
1: <laughs>
2: no, you can't. You're don't touch. I don't know who you are. You like, are been,
0: already touching I'm this. Yes.
1: <laughs> now like.
2: <laughs> you know, and instead I froze and I was like, ah, like I literally couldn't speak, you know. It it's just, happens.
1: Yeah. But have you found that um, the more you put out there, the more you have an ability to speak up for yourself? I think mm. that sometimes you're just in a mood where it can't happen and that has to be okay. But yep. more often do you find yourself able to do that? And...
2: Absolutely. And I think more often, too, finding that balance of... All right, there's a there's a war raging in the comments right now on my page. Oh. That's not my war, really. It was my status, but someone else started the war. Mm-hmm. And being able to say, that's okay. Like, Let them you know out. what? They can do it. <laughs> I'm gonna turn you off got... notifications. It is. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. It's like turning off notifications for my own post, and it's you know I used to be really a little bit. want to say territorial about that, like, oh, this is happening on my profile, and people are going to associate that with me, you know, Mm -hmm. like, being the bad guy because someone is attacking them, and I'm like, nah, whatever, you know what, whoever knows me knows me, and that's fine, and Mm -hmm. it's not my responsibility to protect Mm -hmm. everybody, you know. Do
1: you get a lot of echoes back in private messages, too? I mean, a lot of people weigh in, mm -hmm. out in the open, but...
2: Yeah, usually the echoing is, or, or it's a venting message. I can't believe that mm. your friend did blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yep, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> right. just like, I yep. oh, a lot of different people. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> sponsor what they say. Yep. And the, the
2: sharing stuff for sure, like the the vulnerability stuff. And mm. especially like the posts about, I've been a couple of posts about confidence lately, and that stuff's been You know, there's a lot of people that'll come out and they won't comment publicly, but they'll private message and, you know, Mm -hmm. so.
1: What's your best advice for people out there who are trying to strike the right level of uh, professionalism in their social medias?
2: Usually when I'm teaching college kids, I say, I stole this from someone. I feel like it was Gary Vaynerchuk. If you're not comfortable putting it on a billboard in Times Square then don't post it. I'm comfortable standing behind all the human rights stuff that I post. So I'm like, screw it. Yep, I'm good. Yep, Mm -hmm. put it Uh, out there. Yep. (laughs) Cool.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I guess I've recently done that too. I used to have a hard time, but I'm like, I am believing in what I'm saying right now, and I'm open enough to if someone gives me evidence or shows me that I'm incorrect in my thinking, awesome. I would love to learn it. Like, Mm -hmm. so... when you go after it in in that kind of mentality, it makes it a lot easier to to just say this is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they,
1: but they, what's frustrating is when people attack you to do that. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but we had I can't even remember what the original post was about, but it was something about gun laws and became about abortion somehow. Mm. Do you remember? And yeah. It was. Why are you advocating for having gun laws when not every gun kills people and hundred yeah. percent of abortions kill people? And I'm just like, <laughs> fucking kidding me. <laughs> right. But the oh, but man. the way. And I was, that
2: could be a whole other like, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> another
1: podcast. Yes. Another podcast. <laughs> the the um. I wouldn't mind listening to the point of view, actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but don't attack me. Don't say it in a like. I can hear your tone of voice mm-hmm. when you write those replies. Like <laughs> it was just, it just bothered me so much the way mm-hmm. that it was being expressed. I'm like, I get that you're passionate about it, but can we figure out how to speak like adults? He, adults. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So the last question is always the random questions. Jar. Oh man! You get to pick one, and then you get to put one in the jar after. Oh cool. Your own question.
2: Great. Berp. Do you think we will ever make an electric bus? VW. Oh, do you think VW will ever make an electric bus?
1: This is an important question. Wow. Are you not a fan of the VW bus? No,
2: I think they're awesome. I just Okay.
0: We're just level setting.
1: <laughs> it would be the best car. Ever. It would be awesome. Yeah. It would fit everybody, what? and be electric. I mm-hmm.
0: would say it would really have to depend on how what the range is. Mm-hmm. You'd need to have a a high range. But that's another podcast. That's another. That's <laughs> clearly another podcast. <laughs> the VW Electric
1: Plus podcast.
2: Well, thanks for You're talking targeted. to us tonight, Eric. Yeah, Erica. yeah it was Super
1: fun.
0: Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter at prohumans. Now on our shiny new Facebook page prohumans podcast on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash prohumans or go the easy route and log on to prohumans.com where you can find all of that stuff and more this is danger wishing you a professional week